0: And welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? I trust it's gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God. Great to have you today. Thank you for coming into my study and being a part of this podcast today. I have my cup of coffee and my Bible open once again and just wanted to take the opportunity to meditate uh, um, today in this podcast as well on the writings of a man named George Mueller. Uh, I try to keep these podcasts. Uh, brief so that you can go about your day, but yet do so with a seed thought in your mind, uh, an opportunity to meditate on a truth that will help you to be a better and a more godly servant for the Lord. And the topic that George Mueller, of course, is always compared to, or at least consulted, is prayer. His personal prayer life was one of great blessing and instructive to everybody who's ever read his biography. Uh, He was a man who lived out the promises of Scripture. He lived out the reality of God and how the Lord is actively involved in the lives of those that are surrendered to Him. And I think that everybody who probably listens to a podcast like this has a desire to have an effective prayer life. And so it's appropriate for us to pause and to turn to Uh, the life of, of George Mueller and his book in particular and take some extracts from his book in order to have some instruction and helpful teaching from somebody who has been there about how to have prevailing prayer, how to be a person of prayer. And so I want to, I know that many people that I've talked to within my own congregation and those that are outside uh, in other Bible-believing ministries, have a real desire to see their prayers uh, answered and that they be able to accomplish, see things accomplished in their life for the glory of God. So Mr. Mueller gave his permission in his book to uh, be able to give these five conditions of prevailing prayer. And I noted two of them in the last podcast, which were entire dependence upon the merits of the Lord Jesus Christ as the only claim for any kind of blessing. Uh, We looked at what the scripture had to say about our praying to the Father in the name of Christ based on His merit alone and not on our making any deals. Uh, Prayer is not let's make a deal. Prayer is, uh, uh, is entire surrender to Jesus Christ and and uh, going to the Father on His merit and not on our own. Secondly, we notice that a condition for prevailing prayer is separation from all known sin. And, of course, that is a distinctive challenge for us today. Uh, if we regard or cherish any kind of uh, habitual sin in our lives, the Lord is not going to hear us, according to Psalm 66:18. Uh, that is one of the greatest killers of a... Of Of a prayer life that you can ever imagine, because it it really squelches the work of the Holy Spirit that when we serve self, when we are consumed with uh what our flesh desires, then we're not going to see God work in in uh, our prayer lives. so I encourage you today if you're really praying about something, and it seems as though the prayers are bouncing off the ceiling and you're not making much headway or even seeing evidence of the hand of God in your life, perhaps you need to do a little self-examination and or ask the Holy Spirit to examine you as in Psalm 139, search me, O God, know my heart, see if there be any wicked way in me, and then confess that sin because separation from all known sin uh, is the key because so that your your uh, your blessings are not there's no obstacle to the blessings and the answers of prayer that God would give. Uh, a third condition of prevailing prayer uh, that Mueller suggests comes from Hebrews chapter six and verse thirteen through twenty, but it is a passage of Scripture that assures us of the, us of the certainty of God's promises, that God literally uh, commits Himself. Uh, to answer the prayers of his people, uh, and not to believe him is really to make him both a liar and a perjurer. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13 says, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the ears of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we can have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us." And then he goes on to discuss that hope. But in that passage then is a is a statement that says, faith in God's word of his promise as confirmed by his own oath is that we can be confident that God will answer prayers and understand that nothing is too hard for him because he goes, he swears by his own person and you can't be any more than that. That's his oath. A fourth condition of prevailing prayer is found in 1 John chapter 5, and in this passage, um, George Mueller reminds us of something that I think is a weakness among many huma- humans, but believers in particular— uh, and that is, in 1 John 5, 14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that if you ask anything in His will, that He'll hear us? Because that, because that is a prevailing condition of prayer. That is, asking in accordance with His will. Our motive's got to be godly, folks. Uh we ha- we can't be seeking any gift of God in order to consume it on our own lusts. Uh oftentimes grade school children will be given the promise that whatever we ask, the Father, in the name of the Son, that God will grant it, and of course that we jump to the conclusion. Isn't it remarkable that we always appeal then to the things that our flesh desires rather than the things that God desires? A prevailing prayer is not so much to change the heart of God, but it's to change my own heart and to bring me into conformity with God's will and what He wants. Because when I want what God wants, the Lord is pleased to answer those prayers more than we could ever possibly know. So asking in accordance with the will of God, uh, our motives have to be constantly checked. There's always going to be this tendency to want to uh, pray for those things and consume those prayers and presume on the promises of God to uh, fulfill those things that are in most 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 opportunities are not uh, part of the plan and the will of God in my life. That's a challenge and I have to examine that frequently. Last of all, uh, in James chapter five verse seven. George Mueller points this passage of scripture that says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Uh, Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive it after the early and latter rain. In Luke chapter 18, you see an illustration of that. Uh, and, And Mueller calls this, in this fifth condition of prevailing prayer, Importunity in supplication. Now we don't use that word importunity very much anymore, but literally it's a word that means pleading. Pleading in supplication or requesting in prayer, literally, is what that means. There's got to be a waiting on God. I think that's one of the hardest things it is for all of us to face, waiting on God and waiting for God, like a farmer has long patience to wait for the harvest that's coming, Uh, we have to be uh, uh, prepared and understand that when God orchestrates His will, when He begins to harmonize circumstances and work out His purposes, that we have to give the Lord that opportunity to work things out for our good and His glory. And oftentimes that takes time. Uh, What somebody said the three answers that God gives to prayer is yes, no, and wait. <laughs> and and that waiting one is the hardest thing to do. So I want to challenge you today. Entire dependence upon the merits of the Lord Jesus Christ. To pray with that condition. Separation from all known sin. Faith in God's word of promise as confirmed by His promise. Asking in accordance with His will. And then requesting in prayer pleading in supplication, waiting on the Lord for his answer and knowing that he will respond because he answers and his ear is always turned towards the prayer of his children. Listen, folks, let me challenge you to write down your prayer requests and also the requests of others. Keep a prayer journal. I do. I have a list of things that I pray for. I pray daily for these needs. I will often on Tuesdays sit in my study and I will send out an email saying, I'm in my prayer chair. What can I pray with you about? And when I keep in mind that my prayer is to be aimed at carrying out the work that Jesus did, prayer that he himself will answer, John 14, 13, and 14 tells us, remember, you are to live a fruitful and productive life in fulfilling God's purposes, and that's what God has called you to do. Prayer is part of that. I'm asking that the Lord would make us all great prayer warriors. Our world needs it. And I know we have a God that answers. Walk with Him today, will you? God bless you.